Chapter fourteen of Grace Harlowe's First Year at Overton College by Jessie Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter fourteen An Invitation and a Misunderstanding. The class elections went off with a snap. Grace nominated Gertrude Wells for president. There were two other nominations, and after the three young women had gone through the ordeal of inspection before the class, the votes were cast. Gertrude Wells was elected president by an overwhelming majority, and the nomination and election of the other class officers quickly followed. The next night, Grace and Miriam gave a dinner in honour of her election at Vinton's, to which twelve girls were invited, and for a week the new president was vetted and lionised until she laughingly declared that a return to the simple life was her only means of re-establishing her lost reputation for study and avoiding impending warnings. The freshman class soon became used to being a regularly organised body and held its class meetings with as much pride as though it were the most important organisation in college. Thanksgiving plans now occupied the foreground, and as the vacation was too short even to think about going home, the girls began to make plans to spend their brief holiday as advantageously as possible at, or at least very near Overton. "'There's a football game over at Wilston on Thanksgiving Day,' remarked Grace, looking up from the paper on which she was jotting down possible amusements for vacation. Miriam had run into Grace's room for a brief chat before dinner. We don't know any Wilston men, though. I think football is ever so much more interesting when one knows the players. If we were nearer the boys, we might attend a fraternity dance once in a while. David says in his last letter that he is waiting impatiently for the holidays. Just think, Grace, won't that be splendid to be back in dear old Oakdale again? "'It seems years since I kissed mother and father good-bye,' said Grace, rather wistfully. "'How I'd like to be at home for Thanksgiving.' "'Don't think about it,' advised Miriam. "'I was as blue as indigo last night. "'Let's keep our minds strictly on what we're going to do with our holiday. "'What have you put down?' "'The football game first. "'Then I have tickets for a play that the Morton House girls intend to give. "'We might go to Vinton's for supper on Thanksgiving night.' If we have a Thanksgiving dinner here that day, it's safe to say supper won't amount to much. I think... Grace did not finish what she was saying. A quick step sounded down the hall, and an instant later Anne ran into the room, waving an open letter in her hand. Girls, girls, she cried. You never can guess. What is it? Tell us at once, commanded Grace, springing from her chair. You've received good news from someone we know. Yes, replied Anne happily. My letter is from Miss Southard. She wishes us to spend Thanksgiving with her and her brother in New York City. Isn't that glorious? And do you think we'll be allowed to go? Hurrah! cried Grace. Since we can't go home, it's the very nicest sort of plan. I think we'll be allowed to go. We haven't any conditions to work off, and I haven't planned to do any extra studying either. Thank goodness my allowance had an extra ten dollars attached to it this month. Mother wrote that she thought I might need the money, and I do, I couldn't possibly have stretched my regular allowance over this trip. I have money enough, I think, said Miriam. I'm a thrifty soul. I saved ten dollars out of my last month's allowance. It was really extra money that I had asked mother for. I intended to buy a sweater and then change my mind. The expenses of my trip will have to come out of my college money, confessed Anne, a trifle soberly. But I'd be willing to spend twice that much to see the Southards. Mr. Southard is playing Hamlet, and so we shall have the opportunity of seeing him in what the critics consider his greatest part. Remember, we haven't asked permission to go yet, remarked Grace. 
the registrar couldn't be so cruel as to refuse us said miriam cheerfully let's besiege her fortress in a body when shall we make our plea tomorrow morning after chapel suggested anne then we'll have more time to plan our trip the registrar's office was duly besieged the next morning as agreed and the three girls hurried off to their classes with beaming faces when they returned to wayne hall after recitations that afternoon it was to find elfreda hanging over the railing in the upstairs hall an unusually solemn expression on her face are you going she called down anxiously yes nodded grace at three o'clock wednesday afternoon elfreda gave a smothered exclamation that sounded like what a shame and disappeared into her room slamming the door i'm coming into your room for a while said miriam elfreda will open the door before long yes do returned grace hospitably is she angry because you are going away over thanksgiving no not angry but awfully disappointed she almost cried last night when i told her about it i suspect she is crying now she's like an overgrown child at times i'm sorry we can't take her with us deplored grace does she know where we are going yes returned miriam she was practically thunderstruck when she learned we were to visit the southards the queer part of it is this she saw mr southard and anne in as you like it last year she thinks mr southard the greatest actor she ever saw and she even spoke of anne's cleverness as rosalind she doesn't know it was anne who played the part anne doesn't wish her or anyone else here to know it cautioned grace do you suppose any other girl here saw anne as rosalind goodness knows replied miriam with a shrug there's an old saying that murder will out if anyone here did see her sooner or later she'll be identified and lionized that's just why i don't wish the girls here to know protested anne who had been listening to the conversation of her friends a slight frown puckering her smooth forehead i don't care to be patronized and petted but secretly held at arm's length because i am a professional player if the girls find out that i played rosalind in mr southard's company i'll never hear the last of it in her anxiety anne's voice rose above its customary low key in fact all three had been talking rather loudly and the entire conversation had been carried straight to the ears of the girl who stood outside the almost closed door Alfreda had come across the hall to hear the details of the proposed visit but had remained outside the door transfixed at what she heard then she found her voice so that's your idea of true friendship is it demanded an angry choking voice that caused the surprised young women to start and look toward the door Alfreda stepped into the room her face flushed with anger her blue eyes fairly snapping you make a great fuss over me when there's nothing going on but none of you would invite me to go with you to new york when you know i'm crazy to go and that's not enough you can't get along without talking about me i heard every word anne said i know now that it was she who played rosalind in as you like it last winter because i saw her with my own eyes if you girls had been as honourable as you pretend to be you'd have told me about it and i never would have said a word but no anne was afraid to tell for fear she'd never hear the last of it sneered elfreda mimicking anne she's right too she never will i'll not stop until i tell every girl at overton the whole story when you come back she went on turning to miriam you'll find that i have moved i thought you were nice and i tried to be like you but now i don't care to live in the same house with you and i don't intend ever to notice any of you again with that she rushed across the hall slamming the door and turned the key locked out said miriam grimly i hope she'll let me in before the dinner bell rings i'd like to change this grimy blouse for a clean one i'll try to reason with her once she opens the door shall we go in too and try to explain matters asked anne i didn't say that she would tell the girls about my stage work surely she understands too that we are not at liberty to invite her to go with us 
i'll tell you what i will do i'll telegraph the southards and ask permission to invite her they will be perfectly willing for us to bring her that might be a good plan reflected grace don't waste another minute anne but telegraph miss southard at once yes go ahead counselled miriam and while you're gone i'll try to pacify elfreda but all miriam's efforts to restore peace failed when a little later she knocked gently on the door elfreda unlocked it but received her roommate's friendly overtures and sulky silence after dinner for the first time since the sophomore reception she spent the evening in virginia gaines's room and that night the two girls prepared for sleep without exchanging a word meanwhile anne telegraphed may we bring friend will explain later anne and was anxiously awaiting a reply it came the next morning while they were at breakfast and read your friends always welcome telegraph train you will arrive mary southard anne passed the telegram to grace who sat next to her after one quick glance at it grace passed it to miriam elfreda who sat directly opposite her watched the passing of the telegram with compressed lips miriam raising her eyes from the yellow slip found those of her angry roommate fixed on her in mingled curiosity and disdain ignoring their look she said quietly i should like to see you for a moment after breakfast elfreda i have something to tell you the stout girl's eyes narrowed she glanced about the table and saw virginia gaines watching her with a disagreeable smile the sophomore raised her eyebrows and shrugged her shoulders as though to say so you are going to allow her to order you about elfreda's face grew dark with angry purpose she leaned well forward across the table and said in a tone of suppressed fury kindly keep your remarks to yourself i don't care to hear them very well replied miriam coldly although her eyes flashed and the temper that had been all but uncontrollable in days gone by threatened to burst forth in all its old fury several girls smiled and virginia gaines laughed aloud a new declaration of independence has evidently been signed she did too bad isn't it miss harlowe you'll have to begin all over again on someone else i'm not likely to trouble you at any rate miss gaines returned grace pointedly this time the laugh was at virginia's expense a dull flash overspread her plain face her angry eyes met grace's steady grey ones then fell before the honest contempt she read there during that brief instant she saw herself through grace's eyes and the sharp retort that rose to her lips remained unuttered in the next instant grace was sorry for her rude retort it would have been far better to remain silent she reflected by answering she had shown virginia that the latter's taunt had annoyed her i wish i hadn't answered miss gaines she confided to miriam as they were leaving the dining-room it doesn't add to one's freshman dignity to quarrel i'm glad you did returned miriam it was a well-merited snub and she deserved it End of chapter 14